0: Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks and how you can overcome your own. Mandy has to be one of the most genuine, caring individuals I have ever known. She has a heart to serve and makes you feel like you're the most important person in any crowded room. As a 400-plus pound person walking into the gym with an attitude of, you better sign me up or I'm leaving, she quickly became an admired soul. From the gym member to the gym manager to Anytime Fitness's club manager of the year, beating out thousands of other potential winners. Mandy has touched so many lives, including my own. Her fitness journey is quite incredible. And Mandy, if you're listening, I want you to know how amazing and wonderful you are and that my life truly would not be the same without you. So thank you for being your true authentic self. Mandy is a wife and a mama of two emerging teenagers, a sister, a friend, an unlikely fitness enthusiast, and a wannabe writer of thoughts and poems. Thank you, Mandy, so much for being here with me today on the Fit for Business podcast. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I love to just ask all of my guests, if you were to name or use three words to describe yourself. What words would you
1: use and why do you say those three words? I would describe myself as passionate, um, sometimes to a fault, <laughs> fun and resilient. If you had to pick one of those,
0: what would be like your most like die hard number one, this is who I am? Passionate for sure. Good. Mm-hmm. I love that. Tell me about your family life and things in Mandy's world. You know, are you married? Do you have kids? And what do you like to do just for fun? Well, I am
1: a wife and a mom. I've been married for 15 years. I have a 14-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter. So pray for me, people (laughs) out there in the world.
0: Are are you more worried about the son
1: or the daughter? You know, that's a trick question, because I was, like, prepared emotionally for my daughter to be a little bit of a pill, but, you know, the boys, the boys, uh, they, they put up a good fight. So, so I lo- let's see, things I like to do, I love to cook, I love to cook for my friends and my family, and I usually cook way too much, so, you know, I have a lot to share, so <laughs> everybody gets lunch if you know me.
0: Do you host a lot of events and parties in at your house or do you just like
1: to cook um, and then take it over? You know, we go through seasons where we we might like do a lot of that and then we kind of hunker down and you know it kind of kind of comes and goes. What's your favorite thing to cook? My favorite my go-to thing to cook is a baked ziti. That's the thing that is like the instant crowd pleaser and super easy and I make it like super Italian grandma style you know. With like a handful of this and a splash of that and a, you know you just whip it up and it's done instant crowd
0: pleaser sounds amazing tell us then about let's get into your health journey kind of where did it start what would it what did it look like what was your life like when you basically started the journey
1: well it was about actually Actually, seven years ago, which sounds crazy uh, to say, but I found myself at 420 pounds and I had started writing a blog. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. My my guys were little and um, I had found myself just in a very sort of lonely um, and depressed place and I knew that I didn't feel well being that heavy but I, it was like more than just like a physical pain there was like you know layers of emotional pain spiritual pain lots of stuff going on um in my life that kind of manifested itself as all that excess weight and since i was at home i found that the best way to sort of start to uh explore that and and start to unpack it was with writing and that's how i started my blog I didn't realize that starting a blog and uh, my Instagram account kind of at the same time would have led me eventually to joining the gym that I joined that totally changed my life and when I stepped in there and and kind of trusted the team that was there, and I was pleasantly surprised by feeling so much love and support and it kind of just blew me away and I became a very passionate, devoted gym goer, which you know 10 years ago if you would have told me that i would have laughed in your in your face what do you think
0: caused you to go from feeling the way you did to actually like going to a gym and stepping foot in it and how was that how did you feel doing that
1: yeah no that's a great question i had um a very specific moment where i knew it had been coming i knew i had been driving by the gym bunch of times and I could sort of feel it calling to me, like the next step of my journey, you know, I had already started sort of logging my food and paying attention to nutrition and starting to like be accountable for eating stuff. And I knew that the next step was going to be working out, but I mean, who's pumped about that? It's like, you know, um, so I could kind of feel it calling, but I would let myself kind of get stuck with the fear of going in Um, because, you know, I had already decided in my mind that the gym was going to be this big scary thing and people were going to instantly, you know, just look at me and be, you know, mean or whatever. Um, And I had a very specific moment when my husband and I took our daughter, who was five at the time, to her first day of kindergarten. And I wrote about it on my blog, but um just this moment of, you know, she was, she's my youngest kid. It's like the last time we're having this first day of school. So, you know, I'm all in my feelings, <laughs> you know, standing there waiting for the you know kindergarten teacher to open the door with like the other slew of parents. And we're just like, and I'm having this like emotional mom moment, you know, cause I'm like, Oh my baby. And, um, she started to get a little bit nervous. I could tell. Um, and when the teacher opened the door, I watched her sort of like suck in her little, you know, her fear and kind of put her chest out. And she just kind of marched in to the door. And um, I was kind of secretly hoping she was going to fall apart and want me, you know, because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's nice. That's mom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not really. But,
0: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but she did. She kind of just marched in there, super brave, and, like, just walked into this door of school that she, you know, had never been in before, and I was just like, man, if I have a child with that kind of courage, like, I better get the heck out of my comfort zone and go walk through the door I need to go walk through, and literally that day is when I walked in, And I, you know, I was super defensive and had like an attitude because, you know, I was afraid. And I just remember walking in and being like, you better sign me up right now before I change my mind. (laughs) And, And, you know, later because the gym and the team there became like my family, we had all like joked about that and laughed about it and stuff. But it was major. It was major because, you know, I wanted to be worthy of this little person who had all that courage. So she pushed me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Cause I think a lot of moms work out or they,
0: you know, focus on their health and stuff like that for their kids. But in, but yours kind of happened in reverse where yeah. you saw your daughter have this like boast of confidence and you're like, well, heck, like if, if she's that way, like, why can't I? And so I think that's so amazing that it came from the other direction yeah. and really yeah. inspired. Yeah. Well, you. I
1: like I I felt this like very specific urge to be like worthy of being her mom you know like how can I have a kid like with that much bravery and courage and like sit at home and keep avoiding what I've been putting off like it was just it was go time yeah yeah after
0: that so And so once now you've signed up the first day you walked in, regardless of what was going to happen. And obviously you had such a great thing that you walked into and the community and the people made you feel good. What now kind of transpired from joining the gym and now your kids are in school full time. Like what does life start to look like and how do you stay motivated to keep, to keep going,
1: you know, at such an early stage in your fitness? I would say that the absolute key factor that kept me, that kept me going past, you know, that really fragile time when a lot of people sort of dip their toe in and start and then kind of like back out of it. The absolute kicker for me was having support. Like I had my husband's support at home. I had um a supportive community there at the gym. And for me in the beginning, you know, a lot of people say, Oh you know, don't do this for anyone else. Do it for yourself. Um, You hear that a lot. You see that a lot on like Instagram quotes and stuff, but I beg to differ. I think, you know, you do it for whoever you need to do it for until you can do it for yourself. Cause a lot of times as moms, like we don't put ourselves first. And you know, there's a lot of things that if I waited, you know, to do it for myself, I would not do it. Like we can all agree that that's like what happens. So in the beginning, it was like, I'm doing this for my husband who's going to work every day and he doesn't get to call in when he doesn't feel like it. So I don't get to call in to my job, which at the time was going to the gym. Um, Eventually, you know, I started working and, you know, time became the biggest enemy of consistency, you know, Um, which I think a lot of people can relate to. And again, the, I think the best thing that helped me in that time was having support and community that, that keeps you accountable. Yeah.
0: Describe then the support a little bit more. So obviously the support from the, the spouse is huge, but then support outside of the home. What does that look like? Is it like, is it personal training or is it just people that you started to get to know within the gym and how did that start to evolve or how did that even like most people I think walk into a gym and the last thing they're there for is to make friends. Like how did that happen for you?
1: I have a very like unique perspective in that because I just, I, the gym I happened to wander into was a gym that was all about creating community with people and creating a safe place which is what totally paved the way for me to make this huge life change and stick with it all these years later. I actually was, after I had started going to the gym pretty consistently and I had gotten, started to build relationships with the team and the staff there, the, the owners had basically gifted me with an opportunity to work with a trainer, which was a complete game changer because having somebody to help you sort of pave the way is crucial. Like I wouldn't expect to, you know, get out into my car under the hood and know what to do. I want to take that to like a professional person who knows what they're doing. Yeah, And it's kind of the way with training, especially being, you know, that I was, I mean, more than hundreds of pounds overweight. It was like a huge mountain that I was looking up to and having to climb. And I absolutely needed a team to do that and to teach me the ways. So, um, it was a combination of the personal training being held accountable for my own personal workouts too. Cause you can't just show up and work with the trainer, you know, in the, a lot of times and not do your own part. And then eventually a team training, um, situation is what kind of helped me push into the next level. So now
0: are you working out? Like how many days a week are you working out? What
1: does your food look like? Did you
0: change anything with your food? You said you did the personal training and you started to to do some group fitness. What else now between that and kind of where you are today on your health journey? What's happened since then?
1: Well, I think that um, all that you've mentioned is like super important like the nutrition stuff, like, you know, everybody kind of tries this or tries that. Oh, I'm going to do whole 30. Oh, I'm doing this or that. I think it's kind of like finding what works best for you, which is kind of like a lame answer, but it's the truth. Like I really, because I kind of come from a disordered eating background, you know, you don't get up to 420 pounds without having a complicated relationship with food. So for me, nutrition, exercise, crucial, but also like the mental spiritual part of like working through like, okay, what are the reasons that sort of created these um, habits for me, you know, sort of exploring some of that uh, was very important. And actually, um, I ended up starting a support group at the gym once I started to sort of lose weight and get to know some of the members and make relationships around me, I was given the space and opportunity to create a support group where we talked a lot about that kind of stuff, like intuitive eating and setting different kinds of affirmations and sort of the more mental part of, of the journey, which I really am a huge believer in. Would you say the mental part or the
0: physical part has been the most difficult for you? Meaning that you need to to get your head in the right space and keep that in the right space to keep that motivation? Or is it the physical part? Yeah.
1: Mental. Like once you, once you sort of get over yourself and realize that you can do pretty much anything physically, my whole thing was, you know what, listen, I'm going to jiggle. It's going to happen my body's going to clap for me sometimes when I'm doing stuff. And I just like embraced it, you know, once you just kind of get over the fact that you, you know, the thing that's sort of keeping you from going all in physically in the gym is just like, you kind of get over that part if you can. And then once you do, it's like easy. I had no problem like rolling around on a foam roller on the turf, like, you know, what you see is what you get. I'm out here. Let's go. The physical part becomes, ironically, the easiest part. and that's the part that people seem to be the most afraid of. Like, oh my gosh, burpees. Or, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this or that. You know what? You just show up and you do exactly what you can. And the people around you are going to support you and give you, you know, modifications if you need it or whatever. Like, every, there's stuff available out there for everyone. What you can't modify or cut corners on is the mental part. Yeah. Um, it's huge. And it's all about facing the hard stuff. Like, it's all about not allowing yourself to numb anymore. And we like, I think people numb in different ways. For me, it was absolutely food. Food was a way that I would start to numb when my life became too loud. It would just like soothe. And I had to really... Unpack that and deal with that and it's not something you just like overcome. I still struggle with it and have to like stay ahead of myself mentally to hold myself accountable when I need to and also keep setting goals and fail forward, if you will. It's all it's all about starting over all the time. That's what I'm learning in my old age, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. With the mental stuff, if you could give like a tip of something maybe that's worked for you to the people that are listening that they can maybe implement. Are there things that you tell yourself or is there actions you take or are there just books you read, podcasts you listen to? Like mentally, what has worked best?
1: I would say, I mean, all those, right? All of those are so important. I think that like whatever you whoever you're hanging out with, whoever you're listening to, how you spend your time, it basically creates your reality, right? So the more you can marinate in podcasts or audiobooks, music, even things that have that like higher vibration you know that you that you want is 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 like what you should marinate yourself in but if I had to choose one thing that I that I feel like is crucial to me and all anybody who knows me is gonna laugh when they hear this but I really really believe in journaling because sometimes the the feelings that we have that energy that gets kind of sort up, that energy that we're trying to like stuff down using myself and as an example like Feeling uncomfortable feelings that I'm trying not to feel, and like the easy soothing thing to do in those situations would have been to just like eat and get so full that I'm like not thinking about that stuff anymore. And so I had to like kind of back up and relearn how to feel uncomfortable feelings, which is really really hard. It takes like real courage, gritting your teeth kind of courage because nobody wants to be uncomfortable. We literally like had our whole lives around what is like most convenient and the least uncomfortable. So for me, journaling was a way to sort of like tangibly get all those feelings up and out that I was trying to stuff and get them out, like onto a notebook on paper, on a screen. And you can kind of clear your head. You know, it's my number one advice to anybody who's got, you know, if you have a conflict with somebody you love, write a letter. You know, you don't have to give it to them, but what comes out might surprise you. And a hundred percent, you'll always feel feel better when you're done.
0: Yeah, I agree too. And I think with the journaling, the other part of it that I love, because I love to journal too, is to actually then see, like literally see your transformation of, you know, a year ago, this is what I was feeling. This is what I was going through. And it gives you a perspective of grace with yourself because when you're in, you live your body every single day and you don't realize like mentally how much you've changed or grown and having a journal will actually like reveal that to you. And you'd be like, Oh my gosh, I remember that time and I was struggling so hard and look where
1: I am now yeah, you kind of encourage your future self. Yeah. When you overcome. Yeah. And it's good because I feel like then it sort of lightens up the load. And instead of like harboring a thing that can potentially like fester and, and become inflamed, you know, you've sort of like removed it and you have like a tangible way to deal with it. And that, is crucial for anybody trying to create like a new pattern. If I spend a weekend eating like a jerk or something and I just don't feel really good, you know, you know, we all have those weekends where you're like, why did I do that? You know? Oh yeah. You know, like going into like weird food rule brain, like sort of exploring like, okay, why, why did I do that? What am I, what am I trying to quiet? what is loud in my life that I'm trying to avoid, you know, and kind of like learning how to like go inward and ask myself that kind of stuff is it's, it's a practice, but it's like the number one thing that's helped me continue to on this thing. You know, the, when I started this journey and I weighed 420 pounds and I've had all this whole up and down journey where I've lost, lost, lots of weight, gained lots back, lost it all again. Still on the journey, you know, I've never really reached a quote unquote goal weight, and I have real freedom in knowing that there's no goal weight. That's the beautiful thing I've learned about fitness in a plus size body is that I don't have to reach like a certain pant size or a certain number on the scale to have finally arrived because there's no arrival, right? Yeah, there's all these like moments of falling off the wagon falling off course and redirecting myself back on and that's it and the goal for me personally is wellness you know feeling good being able to run around keep up with these teens and preteens I have here and keep feeling good about myself and keep keep that confidence that I work so hard for you know to not care about all my jiggly bits, you know? <laughs> I love you. I adore you so much. Um, I don't know if this is something you want to
0: talk about, so you can totally um, turn me down, but you did have a video that you recorded and it went viral. Do you <laughs> want to talk about that at all?
1: Yes. Yes, we can definitely talk about that. Okay. I love, I love talking about that because it was, Um, it was a super special thing that happened that is sort of, um, bigger than me. So give
0: us the backstory, like tell us quickly, you know, what this, what this video is, how it happened. And I know, I'm sure you've shared the story before, so you, you take the way.
1: Um, so, uh, my love affair with my gym after I started turned into me getting the opportunity to work there, which was like the best job of my whole life. And I loved it so much and um getting to represent you know plus size people in the gym as a fitness professional like the best ever so the the video that went viral was from a day that i was at my club that i worked at and like any other day i i had a group of people coming in who wanted to tour the gym and they were a little bit older and i had i was on the phone with somebody and i just asked them hey you know, give me just a quick second, I'll be right with you guys, I'd love to show you around, Uh, blah, 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 well, I, I turned to, to finish the conversation I was having, and, and one of the older gentlemen, he had mentioned to one of the people he was with, he was like, well, doesn't look like she works out very much, and it was like, oh, dang it, slice, you know, but being a big girl in the world, it's not uncommon, you know, to hear like this or that. And Big people out there will understand what I'm talking about. And so, you know, you, you literally, you know, develop a thick skin to that. No pun intended. But I have this moment of realizing like, okay, I can't just let this roll off because he said it about me. If he said it about one of my members, like that would be completely unacceptable. And I'm responsible, Right to set the tone and make sure that that is not allowed in our club because it's not our club is a safe place and you know I felt very passionately about other people having the same life-changing experience in the club that I found when I joined so it was kind of one of those like meet yourself moments where I had to choose to confront him or um kind of like ignore it and I chose to confront him and actually was very sweet about it I don't I think he was kind of embarrassed because he didn't think I heard him and it ended up being totally fine. But after they left, I retreated to the janitor closet of our club and filmed a very passionate video um, with a few key people in mind because I wanted them to know that, you know, hey, we are not going to stand for this here. And if you're afraid of this happening, like, no, trust that this is not going to happen here. And um, the video went viral, and I always joke that if I knew, I would have like done my hair or <laughs> you know done, yeah. done my makeup because I'm like cool, yeah. messy bun for life. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. It's, it's yeah, I'm go very ahead. proud of it because it's true. Like even though I'm not, I don't work there anymore. Like it's still true, and um, there are so many places like the gym that I belong to that are safe places where people really do care about you and love you and they will protect you at all costs and create that safe place that you're looking for to let your guard down and change your life. It's important. So that's, that's the viral video bit. Well, I will
0: definitely, I'll include it in the show notes. So if anyone wants to see it, they can go there and check it out and and see what this amazing video is that we're talking about to date, what do you think has been your biggest achievement?
1: Hmm. Trick question. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is not in the
0: preliminary questions. I sent.
1: <laughs> my greatest achievement. I mean, on. I mean, I could give you like the real, you know, the real insightful mom answer and be like, "Oh, my children, la la la." But you know. <laughs> for everybody who's a mom or a wife or, you know, just a woman in general, that's, you know, goes without saying that your family and like creating a family life that's meaningful is the biggest achievement. On paper though, I would say that my year spent, um, working in anytime fitness was, was definitely a huge achievement. Like to be a fitness professional that was taken seriously by the masses, you know, yeah. and, Kind of given a platform to talk about like fitness is available for people in all kinds of bodies, uh, overweight plus size bodies, people healing from, uh, you know, illness bodies, disabled bodies, like everybody, you know, and, and to be a part of uh, a moment in time where we, you know, kind of built a platform to talk about that and make people sort of like get over their fear humps. That sounded weird. (laughs) um, Hey, it gives a good visual. Yeah. That was quite an achievement. And you know, I, I'm very proud of that.
0: Yeah. As you should be, you should be. What are your future goals? What do you hope Uh, to achieve with your own health and, you know, your, your
1: journey with health and life where do you want to see yourself in the next year even well I would say that right now I'm in a season of walking my talk because I'm not um, in my position at the gym anymore it has been a challenge to sort of stay committed to you know all that I've been talking about for the past five years like (laughs) you know finding the the time to Consistent and stay dedicated to it and finding, you know, stay like taking everything I learned from my fitness world time and holding fast to it and staying uh persistent
0: mm-hmm. in
1: in the things I've learned and like honoring all the people that really gave me so much like time, knowledge. Um, so much of their talent, you know, like it would just be such a waste to just like walk away from that and be like, oh yeah, that fitness thing was fun. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so my, my goals, you know, are, are, haven't changed is basically what I'm getting to. Like, I'm still trying to eat in a way that makes me feel great, move in a way that keeps me, you know, um, getting faster and hopefully, Eventually, being able to beat my kids at some stuff and staying the course. That's kind of my thing staying the course. Yeah, I think it's a great goal. And I think it's so
0: important for everyone to understand that, like, a goal doesn't have to be a pant size or a scale, you know, number on a scale. And it's just an overall, like, to enjoy life the best way that you can, because you're in a healthy position to be able to do so. So I think this is so important that your goal is to stay the course. I think that's great.
1: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the thing I've really truly learned is that uh, there's a, there's an unlimited amount of startovers. That's, I, I think what I wish people would, would really understand the most. There's no like, oh, you started this weight loss journey and now you're, you know, what happened? It's not that. It's like every day we start over, we start over. And then if you, you know, maybe you didn't fulfill your goal that you had for this week or, or today, but we get to start over again tomorrow, or you get to start over right now and right now yeah. and right now if you. if Yeah. And I think that that's kind of the hardest thing because it feels so black and white sometimes mm-hmm. like, Oh, I have to be mm-hmm. eating like Chia seeds and celery juice every single day, and and making sure I'm getting you know x amount of workouts in to be healthy. Or it's way over here on the other side where I'm like, you know, I call it the case of the F-its When you get a case of the F-its and you're like, oh effort, <laughs> <F-its. laughs> like i have already ruined today. Effort. Yeah. Know you can say that on your. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Why not? That's totally, that's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna totally use that in my future too. Yes
1: um, because you know, that's a, that's a slippery slope. Yeah. You can say F it and begin again in the same moment. So that's, that's necessary for fitness, uh, success. Yeah. If you then were to give
0: like some advice for somebody that's in your shoes or was in your shoes, what tangible thing or what advice would you give to them to encourage them to start or to continue in, you know, in their own health?
1: I would say that my biggest advice to people, um, especially if you're just starting out um, and you're sort of feeling a little paralyzed by, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the biggest person in there. I don't want everybody to look at me. All those fears that can start to creep in when, We, you know, when we're not comfortable, I would say fake it till you make it. I used to do this whole thing where driving to the gym, when I first started, I would literally like yell, I love the gym. I love working out. (laughs) I love fitness. And I was totally lying, (laughs) totally full of it. Like I was terrified, but it was, it became true. It became true. And I just... As, as crazy as it sounds like sort of playing make believe and envisioning myself as this like athlete envisioning myself the way i the way I wanted to be, and then just kind of pretending that I was her, and it created like a sort of a faux confidence that eventually became real I think
0: that is such great advice, and I believe it, and I agree with you so much because. I think that's with anything in life that you're trying to achieve in any success. And Tony Robbins teaches about this is in order for you to have the belief, you either have to have evidence that you can achieve it. Or if you don't have the evidence yet, you have to create the evidence within your mind first so that everything else, you know,
1: Yes, you're right. The visualization was, was major for me. I still do it. You know, I just started a new job that's completely, outside of my comfort zone you know who would have thought that the fitness world would be my comfort zone it's kind of funny to think about now I I started a brand new job and it's totally out of my comfort zone and I I literally told myself the first couple days driving in there like if you can walk into a gym at 420 pounds and act like you own the place you can definitely do this so
0: Is there anything else that you want to share with everybody? Is there anything that you have that uh, you feel like you didn't share or something that's coming to mind right now that you feel like you want to share?
1: Um, I would just say, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. What an opportunity. Absolutely. I'm like, why would you want to talk to me? <laughs> but, but I'm grateful because I, I would say that the biggest thing that I have learned throughout this whole thing the the cool thing about fitness magic right that's what I would always say to all my people who would come in and join like fitness magic is kind of what happens after you know the first two weeks of joining a gym kind of sucks like no matter what sorry like to all the gym owners out there it's <laughs> okay. not a very I, I, I accept your a apology. Very, <laughs> the first two weeks sucks. Like no matter who you are, when you're first starting out, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's painful. You might not have the right clothes or shoes and you might feel like out of place. And, but I would always tell people like, if you can just sort of like hang on and get through the first two weeks of just coming in and trying to be like a little bit consistent and, you know, get your like headphones and your cute leggings and kind of like create You know, a ritual. If you can get past the first two weeks, it what happens is fitness magic, and you start to feel all those endorphins and everything start to kick in, and it becomes a little bit more of like your routine and who you are now, and the confidence and momentum just like starts to build, and you really can like build your own momentum to keep going. Like the momentum doesn't just happen the motivation doesn't just like strike you one day you have to just like show up and endure and then it like comes in waves yeah you know Mm -hmm. and I would say that the only way to continually keep finding that over and over is to face fears face the fear Mm -hmm and it's sometimes it sucks sometimes it's like really hard to like tell yourself the truth about things or start over or a lot of times i would i would hear people you know they would they would be killing it killing it killing it and then you kind of like fall off and it feels like impossible to kind of wrangle yourself back because the motivation is gone right um i always swear by the two-week magic if you can you can just hang in there for two weeks. It, it starts to turn again.
0: Well, Mandy, this has been such an honor to have you. And I know you you made the comment of like, why would you want me? But I've followed your story and I've followed you for the last, I don't even know, two years maybe. And just your personality and the way that you show up in the world is so valuable to not just me, but the people that come in contact with you. And so I'm really excited for this episode to, to go out there into the world. And once it does, if people want to kind of follow you and your journey, what is your, like, what's the best way to get in touch with you and your blog information, anything that you want to share? Well, you can slide into my
1: DMs on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, you could, I'm on there. (laughs) Um, but no, my, I have a, I do have a blog that I've been writing for about a million years. It's just mandyholden.com. And so anybody who is interested in my writing can check me out there and I'm definitely on social media. So, and thank you so much for having me on here. This is cool. Thank you. you. You're welcome. Um, real quick, what is your IG account then? It's Mandy Mon, M-A-N-D-I-M-O-N-O-4, Mandy Mon O-4.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Well, I hope that, uh, this story will relate with a lot of people. I mean, I know it will, and they'll reach out to you and kind of just follow your journey from here on out. And, uh, I absolutely adore you.
1: Ah, same. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to the fit for business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.